Day 120 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 31 to chapter 11, verse 8. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly person speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. Riches won't help on the day of judgment, but right living can save you from death. The godly are directed by honesty. The wicked fall beneath their load of sin. The godliness of good people rescues them. The ambition of treacherous people traps them. When the wicked die, their hopes die with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. The godly are rescued from trouble and it falls on the wicked instead. John chapter 1 verse 29 to 51. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognise him as the Messiah, but I've been baptising with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one. But when God sent me to baptise with water, he told me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptise with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following him. What do you want? he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him for the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John. But you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, 
we found the very person, Moses. And the prophets wrote about, his name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will see all heaven open up and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Joshua chapter 17 verse 1 to chapter 18 verse 28 The next allotment of land was given to the half tribe of Manasseh the descendants of Joseph's older son Machir the firstborn son of Manasseh was the father of Gilead because his descendants were experienced soldiers the regions of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh. Abizir, Helek, Azriel, Shechem, Hepher and Shemida. These clans represent the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph. However, Zilophirhad, a descendant of Hepher, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons, he only had daughters, whose names were Mahlach, Noah, Hoglach, Milkach, and Tirzah. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land, along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them a grant of land, along with their uncles, as the Lord had commanded As a result, Manasseh's total allocation came to ten parcels of land in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan across the Jordan River. Because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants, the land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Michmethath near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Michmethath to the settlement near the spring of Tapua. The land surrounding Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but the town of Tapua itself, on the border of Manasseh's territory, belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. From the spring of Tapua, the boundary of Manasseh followed the Cana ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the ravine were inside Manasseh's territory, but they actually belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. In general, however, the land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher and to the east was the territory of Issachar. 
The following towns within the territory of Isaacar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh. Beth Shan, Ibleam, Dor, that is Naphoth Dor, Endor, Tanakh, and Megiddo, each with their surrounding settlements. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, If there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and Rephites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those in Bethshan and its surrounding settlements and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forests of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish and take possession of its farthest corners. And you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shehol and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grant of land. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. Then they will return to me with a written report of their proposed divisions of the new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, including Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to assign land to each tribe. The Levites, however, will not receive any allotment of land. Their role as priests of the Lord is their allotment, and the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land for they have already received their grant of land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Joshua commanded them, Go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots here in the presence of the Lord at Shehol. The men did as they were told and mapped the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. They made a written report and then returned to Joshua in the camp at Shehol. And there at Shehol, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should have which section. The first allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. The northern boundary of Benjamin's land began at the Jordan River, went north 
of the slope of Jericho, then west through the hill country and the wilderness of Beth-Aven. From there the boundary went south to Luz, that is Bethel, and proceeded down to the Atoroth Adar, on the hill that lies south of lower Beth-Horon. The boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth-Horon, ending at the village of Kiriath-Baal, which is, that is, Kiriath-Jeraim, a town belonging to the tribe of Judah. This was the western boundary. The southern boundary began at the outskirts of Kiriath-Jerem. From that western point, it ran to the springs at the waters of Nephtoah and down to the base of the mountain beside the valley of Ben-Himon at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From there, it went down to the valley of Hinnom, crossing south of the slopes where the Jebusites lived, and continued down to En-Rogel. From En-Rogel, the boundary proceeded in a northerly direction, and came to En-Shemesh, and on to Gelioth, which is across from the slopes of Adam-Mim. Then it went down to the stone of Bohan, Bohan was Reuben's son. From there it passed along the north side of the slope overlooking the Jordan Valley. The border then went down into the valley, ran past the northern slope of Beth Holgoth, and ended at the north bay of the Dead Sea, which is the southern end of the Jordan River. This was the southern boundary. The eastern boundary was the Jordan River. These were the boundaries of the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. These were the towns given to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Jericho, Beth-Holgach, Emek-Keziz, Beth-Araba, Zeramiam, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophra, Kephar-Ammonai, Ophni and Geba. Twelve towns with their surrounding villages. Also, Gibeon, Ramah, Beeroth, Mizpah, Kefira, Mosa, Rechem, Irpil, Tarala, Zila, Hayaleth, the Jebusite town that is Jerusalem, Gibeah, and Kiriath Jaraim. Fourteen towns with their surrounding villages. This was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin.